Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. On Rutherford Issues today, we're talking with Thomas Laird, Assistant Director of Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation. Get an update on some things going on. And uh, Thomas, how are you? Doing well, doing well. How about you, Brian? Doing good. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to get to spring. I bet you all are too, aren't you? I, I think so. And I think most of uh, Murfreesboro is too as well. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? I, I keep thinking about... Uh, you know, if we can, we can get to springs and get some things opened up, get outside instead of being cooped up. I think that'll help us all. Right, work. right. Now we we've been fortunate though. We've had a good winter so far. We've had a lot of uh, nice weather days, and all of our parks are open. Uh, the Greenway it's busy, pretty much all day, every day, uh, especially when you get those pretty days like we had earlier last week. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know I've I've been going out to the uh, Greenway. Uh, quite a bit, uh, I guess more than I ever have before, but it's just a good opportunity to get out. And uh, it seems like parking lot's almost always full. Always. And, you know, we've seen a huge increase in participation in our open parks and our green spaces uh, from the playgrounds to the, the greenway, the disc golf course. So, you know, we're excited. The public's becoming aware and knowing what we have to offer here in Murfreesboro. Most people don't realize that we are unique uh, a city within the state we get such support from our our government leaders and our officials uh, that we're financed in terms of having parks and green space uh, that most cities don't have that advantage so we're very fortunate here in murfreesboro and e- even some of the uh the bigger cities in the state uh you know think about knoxville nashville i mean we probably have more green space than those big cities absolutely uh, you know you take barfield crescent park for example a little over 400 acres uh, there's not many places in the united states that have 400 acre municipal parks uh, and that much green space, that much wilderness and trails and, and natural environments. That's going to bode well for us down the road, don't you think? I, I mean, as our growth continues and more people are coming in, uh, at least that green space has been preserved. Absolutely. You can take uh, 99, for example, uh, the way 231 has grown up, 99 uh, is growing up exponentially. The green space is becoming fewer and fewer as housing developments and new apartment complexes and new residential areas spring up. Uh, the green space becomes less and less. So for Murfreesboro to have the amount of green space we have and the accessibility to it, mm-hmm. uh, it's it very, very positive for our community. And I guess really always kind of looking toward the future to see what additional green spaces could become available or, or be developed. Absolutely. The city, I know, has, you know, has property that they've bought. And, of course, we're, we've been looking for a uh, location for a new West Park for many years now. We've talked about that. Uh, and, of course, situations change. But we're still in the process of trying to identify more green space and open more parklands. Uh, but we are working to improve some of the current ones as well. When you think about the uh, the city, Thomas, do you, do you have it kind of broken out in North Murfreesboro, East, West, South? I mean, do you kind of think about it that way? Right, we do. We we of course the Greenway. We have uh, our newest section is called the or one of our new sections is called the North Greenway, which is Walter Hill uh, over near Celebration Station. 
uh, and we call that the North Greenway. And then, of course, down near Barfield Crescent Park, that's more of the south area. Uh, the Blackman area, of course, is the west area. Uh, and then, you know, we keep sports come and, and those. So we're, we're what our goal is is to try to have a park or park lands mm-hmm. uh, p- facilities within a square f- five square miles of someone's uh, uh, residence. And we're, we're close to that. The Blackman area is our next need because it has grown up so much and, and it's such a large area. Uh, I think one study had said that uh, living on the other side of 24 is close to 30,000 people, which is equivalent to the population of Smyrna. So that's grown up in the last 10 years uh, exponentially. So that's one of our focuses mm-hmm. now is to try to get services in that portion of town. And I don't want us to gloss over what you said there because uh, that's significant. Uh, we're saying that the the population of Blackman is the size of Smyrna. I mean, right. and that's that's hard to believe. <laughs> it, it is, but when you drive through there and you see the the apartment complexes uh, that have, have recently sprung up, and of course the neighborhoods and the amount of people growing there. I know people that lived there way back. Uh, that used to be the country. Yeah, and they considered it the country now. As you drive down Veterans, you lose more of that country feel, and you, and you feel like you're more in the city. Well, you and I can remember the country days <laughs> right. back back in that time, and it it's almost like um, Murfreesboro's boundaries push that direction, and Smyrna's boundaries kind of. I mean, it's like right. it's all meeting in the middle right and there, closing in. And then you see a, a, a another large amount of growth on the north end of town near Richard Siegel Park. Uh, the businesses and the apartment complexes there that's grown up. Uh, of course, there were a lot of neighborhoods there as well, but that that communities or that portion of town is is becoming a lot more urban as well. Yeah, it it, it was almost like when after the uh, South End boom out in Barfield and and uh, south of town on that side of 24, then then the boom over in the Blackman area and now up in the Seagull Oakland area. Right, so. right. So it's it's growing up and our community's growing big, you know, faster than and a lot of of us can keep up with. Uh, so it's an ongoing challenge to recognize the needs and, and try to provide those services for different groups. Uh, currently, all of our facilities are open, and you know we're encouraging uh, citizens to come out and, and take advantage of mm-hmm. those services. Um, we've got Thomas Laird, Assistant Director of Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation, uh, with us here today. So the, the I guess kind of the point here is <clears throat> Murfreesboro Parks and Rec working with local government i mean i'm sure there's some federal grants and monies that are involved in all that uh but you've always kind of got your eye on well this would be a great place for park or greenway or to try to connect it all together and there is a master plan i'm sure there is we we do have a master plan in which we've outlined uh where our needs are where we're missing uh the mark and where our greater needs one of the things that come out of that was a need for uh, uh, the synthet- synthetic turf field so mm-hmm. city council's acted we're in a process now of converting several of the soccer fields at Siegel Park to synthetic turf which is going to help not only our local citizens and those kids that play uh, that typically find themselves rained out on a Saturday morning that won't happen again uh, but it also helps with the economic impact of, of teams that are coming in that are staying in our hotels. Uh, one of the things that allows Murfreesboro to be as vibrant as they are is that we have such a huge tourism uh, industry here. Uh, and when people come to town, stay the night, and stay the weekend, 
they come in, they, they sleep in our hotels, they burn our gas, uh, and they eat in our restaurants, and then they go home. So we get the advantage of those sales tax revenues without having to provide services. So anytime we're able to add that element, and, you know, we, we've been labeled uh, uh, the title town Tennessee or, or the sports capital of Tennessee, uh, and, you know, that's something that the Chamber and, and the Parks Department has worked on for many years now uh, to try to increase that because the economic impact is huge and definitely helps our citizens live a better life yeah. and have more facilities here. You know, um, just kind of think about what you, you mentioned there, and, and you said, of, of course, there is cost when you put down turf, but the economic impact and, and that that's going to have and not to have to cancel tournaments and i mean you're going to make your money back really quick and then it's going to be something that'll be here for forever right and and now the way the parks department is working when we build these facilities and stuff I, i'm going to use the adams tennis complex as an example uh, that's kind of a niche market for tennis and so that facility was built for the community uh, but it's also has a business model that allows it to pay for itself. Mm-hmm. So it's not costing taxpayers money for that facility to be there. And then it also has those advantages when we have our USTA tournaments and uh, TWSAA and even college events there. That's bringing you know, economic dollars to the community uh, while still providing that service. So uh, we're looking to do something similar with the uh, Seagull Soccer Complex once it's completed. Uh, we have plans for an indoor facility that should go up this summer. So we'll have one indoor field and then eight, seven other turf fields. So that should be able to handle uh, everything related to soccer within our area, within the, not just the Murfreesboro area, but in the southeastern region. Right. Um, will that uh, indoor facility be open for for this season, or will it probably be next? It, it'll probably be next uh, season and and really the the big advantage to indoor uh, facilities is you know of course the weather uh, but in the winter time is when we'll really see the biggest benefit from that so we hope for we want to wait until the ground is dry enough and we're mm-hmm. we're confident it's dry to get the footers and stuff poured so it looks like summer would be more of a realistic expectation for that project to start but this time next year we hope to have eight synthetic turf fields a new indoor facility and also some office space and and things because we signed a partnership with tennessee state soccer association so they're going to partner with us similar to what we did with the adams tennis complex and mtsu so mm-hmm. that we're we're ensuring that we we have a ongoing flow of traffic and, and users now the uh how many uh playing surfaces will be at, at the indoor facility It'll be one regulation soccer field, so it's 90,000 square feet of playing surface under cover, which is rare that typically they're modified smaller fields and stuff. So to have a regulation soccer field under cover is something unique to this area. And um, I know the um, turf surfaces will uh, really come in. To uh, pl- I mean, I think about the TSSAA when when we have spring fling and and there always seems to be cancellation and things like that. You won't right. have to worry about that, I guess. Right, right? that <laughs> definitely will be an advantage. Now we're keeping our stadium uh, field a natural grass because that's inherently uh, popular with soccer, and particularly the higher level soccer. Uh, professional soccer players play on natural grass, so we're going to keep the stadium natural grass. We're going to work on improving the drainage and different things like that. But if we do get a weather event, 
Uh, we're not moving days or moving facilities. We'll be able to play right there at Siegel Park. We just change fields. Yeah. So how many, <clears throat> if you haven't been out there, I mean, it, it's really remarkable, the, the development at Richard Siegel Soccer. Uh, how many um, uh, fields are out there currently? There's 15 fields at the Richard Siegel Soccer Complex itself. Mm-hmm. And then just down the road on Cherry Lane, we have six additional natural grass fields uh, at what we call the Jordan Farm, which is an extension of the Richard Siegel Soccer Complex. So altogether, we have 21 regulation soccer fields out at Richard Siegel. We're going to turf eight of those fields. Uh, so having eight of them turfed, and then the 15 that are at the original Se- uh, Siegel Park, they all have lights. And we have in our project plans to add lights to the Jordan field. So we should have 21 lighted fields, and then eight of those 21 fields will be synthetic turf. Are you seeing uh, some people utilizing that space uh, to, you know, maybe just walk or, or, or get some exercise in, too, out there? Absolutely. Siegel Park, when it was originally designed, was built with multiple walking trails built into the, the park design. So... Not only do you have the little walking trail in the community park, but also there's routes that go throughout the entire park. Um, we have an ongoing amount of community or, or neighborhood uh, walkers that come and participate there. Uh, if you've been by lately, we have two fields completed. So we have two synthetic turf fields. And believe it or not, since they were completed and turned over to us the 1st of January, we've had events every weekend since. Wow. So, uh, it, we're not having a problem at all filling that space. I bet. I bet. <laughs> uh, I, I did want to touch on some things going on at uh, in the in the Barfield Park area as well, and uh, got some exciting news about uh, the playground, and uh, should be seeing some results in that pretty soon, huh? We do. We were fortunate enough to get a grant from um, Blue Cross Blue Shield to build one of their new playgrounds that they've put out. It's a, a I, I believe it's a little. A little over seven hundred thousand dollar playground, so it's a a very nice playground. Uh, one thing unique about it, it has some features that are appealing to uh, older kids, older teenagers, uh, similar to the uh, uh, Ninja Warrior stuff, some obstacles. Ah. And so I think that's going to be really good for that particular park. Uh, once again, weather is is always an issue. We're currently tearing out the old playground. Uh, we've got some grading to do, but it looks like. Uh, to ensure that we don't have the weather delays and the problems, we're going to start construction on that probably early April, and we anticipate having that playground completed in June. So that'll be our third major playground. We have the Miracle uh, Field Playground. We have the Old Fort Kid Castle, uh, and then this one at Barfield Park. That'll be three major, you know. Brian, we may become a destination for playgrounds. <laughs> That'd be all right, too. <laughs> yes. And uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to keep Nate off of the uh, uh, Ninja Warrior stuff out there. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he kind Between of, uh, that and the mountain bike trails. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to keep him busy. Uh, so a, a lot of great things uh, that uh, are, are going on. And, and I know that pretty soon we'll be thinking about spring and and softball and all that kind of thing um and i'm sure that you all have put your heads together to try to figure out what to do there and um absolutely and then being outside I, I think we we stand a good chance of being able to get in a season don't you i think so we've been meeting with all of our leagues and and going through protocols but all of the local leagues from soccer baseball softball the mercer baseball association little league uh they're all plan to open and, and run a regular season similar to what we did last year uh, so i think 
people can look forward to that, signing their kids up. Uh, they're doing registration now. So if you want to go to the city's website, murfreesboro.tn.gov backslash parks, uh, or also you can go to Murfreesboro Baseball, Murfreesboro Soccer, uh, Murfreesboro and the Sport, and that'll take you to a, a, a one of our local leagues that are, offer, that are offering those sports. Well, I, I drive by, you know, I guess just about every day uh, out there by Sportscom and, and the complex out there. And, you know, you can really tell it's springtime and we're about to get to some great weather and enjoy that when you, when you see all the activity going on right, out there. Right, exactly. You know? yeah. and, and we've actually replaced the uh, volleyball nets at Sportscom. Uh, very nice new system there. So uh, I think we're geared up and – the guys have been keeping the ball fields up going. You notice that they look like they're ready to play on now. So uh, I, I think everybody with the Parks Department is ready to get back to play. I bet. I bet. Well, uh, great to know that uh, things are open. And if you've got any questions, if you want to go by one of the facilities, uh, I, folks are always good to help. And, of course, the website, a good resource for you uh, as well. Thomas, I appreciate you coming in today. And um, – Come by anytime. You're, you're here a lot, aren't you? Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks Have a so good much. Day. Thomas Laird, Assistant Director of Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation, joining us here on Rutherford Issues today. And just a reminder, if you missed part of our program, you can check out the uh, podcast section at WGNSRadio.com. From there, just tap on Podcast and Rutherford Issues or wherever you listen to podcast audio, iTunes, Spotify. It's there as well. Just search WGNS and you'll find all of our local shows and games podcast for you each and every day have a good one see you tomorrow we're all about saving you money i'm dave ramsey on wgns rutherford county's place to talk weekdays from one to four on wgns